Tani for Chovchas Tevis is the conclusion of chapter 17. So the Altarev in chapter 17 began to answer the question that he said, set out to discuss in the beginning of the Sharblat about how is it Kikori Velecha, Dover Meid Vefichol Vavchol Asoy Soy, and primarily how is it Bilvovavcho? How is it possible to actually feel, or we mentioned the experience, a actual love, a fear of the Abishud in a revealed way, and through that be able to serve the Abishud? So Altarebbe answered in yesterday's Tanya that Bilvovavcho doesn't necessarily have to mean Bihiskalusliba, there has to be a full blown experience, but rather Bihitalumusliba as well. If one generates a, an intellectual understanding and knowledge that this is the right thing to do, then that will that suffices for them to do avoid that suffices for them to serve the Abishtur and allows them to do it. And the reason is is because every person has the ability to generate through their moyach, moyach every person that has a brain in his in his skull has the ability to think and to meditate on the Abishtur, and that brings a person to be able to have the moyach shalat alalev to be in control of his hearts and, and, and inclinations and desires. So not only is he surmeira, not only does he not do what's against the Ratzin of the Abishir, but on the contrary, he's Asi Toif, he does what the Abishir wants. And today's Tanit al Terebbe says that there's one exception to this rule, and that's someone who's a Rosh of Emes. And here, the, 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 highlight, the, the highlighted word is Emes, as the Rebbe points out. That we're talking about a Rosh as Al Tareb already explained in chapters eleven in chapter eleven that the concept of a Rosh is someone who Ba'emes in truth is doesn't have any remorse, doesn't have any charata, he keeps on sinning and he does Avedis and he just has never Hirure Chuva. And as Al Tareb says over there, by him his Nefshalakis is in a in a state of makif. But it doesn't actually has no conscious feeling or any conscious awareness of his nefeshulakis, and therefore he doesn't actually do tshuva. So the Al Tareb in today's Tani says that such a person, such a a person that's a rosh of Amas, he is who Chazal referred to as Rishoyim Heim Rishuslibam. And regarding such a person, that's where Chazal speak about such a person as being the rosh that they are in that their heart controls them. So we have over here three distinctions. We have a tzaddik, which we say that libam that libam that, that they're in control of their heart. That means they have the ability to generate and transform their emotional state, their loves and fear for the avishter. You have a bainini who doesn't really have the ability to fully transform it, but he has the power of meirshalat alalev. And then you have a rishoyim be'emes. You have the real the real rasha, rasha who's someone that has. No conscious, so to speak, of serving, of not serving the Abishur properly, and no conscious of doing anything wrong. So they're totally lost any control of being uh, being able to uh, control their heart's desires, and therefore they're b'rishus libam. And the Altareva highlights, but ain't libam b'rishusim klal. They have absolutely zero control whatsoever. So this is talking about obviously a very very. Uh, unique type of individual, someone who has lost all ability to be in control, and someone who doesn't have the ability to have Moyach Shalat Alalev, as Altarev is going to point out in a moment, as a punishment for as a result of not allowing, or or as a, as a punishment of not allowing them to utilize his Moyach till now, for being able to control his heart to the point that he's completely been sucked in by his Taivas and all that, so as a punishment of that, he actually loses his uh, his moyach, his ability to have objectivity and clarity and a sense of remorse, which is an interesting idea. Which generally, you don't find the Hasidus' concept of the Al-Tareb of focusing on the punishment that one has. But here the Al-Tareb is out to answer a question. The question here is, is that if we're saying Kikar V'Allah Hadavim Oid applies to every individual, so 
we find that Rosh Hashanah doesn't have this ability. So the Al-Tareb is answering the question by saying is that number one, they don't have this ability because they lost it as a punishment. And Dibre Teira, when Teira speaks, the Teira speaks about people who are alive. And Rishoyim Be'emes are considered Mesim even when they're alive. They're considered dead even if they're alive. So therefore, we're not discussing over here a, uh, the Teda is not discussing over here, and the Pasuk Yigar is not discussing such a type of person. The Teda doesn't talk about such a type of person, because that's not, that person is not alive. He's not alive because he's not connected to the Abishur. Only someone who's connected to the Abishur is considered alive. So what you have over here is you have a very, very unique individual, and a person who didn't allow for his uh, his Shalat and therefore the Abishur takes it away from him. It's a punishment. Lahavdil, that's what we have in, in, in the Parsha Shmois and Ve'ira and Boy, the Debisha says that I, I, he strengthened the heart of Pare to refuse to let the Eden to leave. As the Rambam explains, that was a punishment because of the fact that he had the opportunity to choose, to have freedom of choice, to be able to let the Jews leave, and he didn't. So, as a punishment for that, Debisha took away his freedom of choice. Um, and here, likewise, when a person doesn't utilize his seichel, his, his moyach, to be able to, which was in the way that it was naturally given, which was to be moyach shalatalalev, so then he loses that ability. But the Rebbe says this person is not a loss case, as we uh, sometimes use that expression. He's someone that could break through, but it demands tshuva. And the Rebbe explains that this tshuva comes from a tshuva of, 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 of a ruach nishbara, lev nishbara, a true sense of remorse, a true sense of breaking of self, not remorse, but a sense of real recognition of how low and how far one has fallen, um, a deep sense of like hitting rock bottom and realizing that he's um, basically out of control. Um, and only then, when a person does that tshuva, which the power of tshuva, Zaltareb explains, is tosh of hay, is the fact that there's always a nitzus of, of the Abishur within every single Jew, and even when a Jew is in Golos, which as the Gemara says, that even when the Yidin went into Edom, which here metaphoric, me- metaphorically means that it's the Yidin are going into Avedis, doing Avedis on the level of Edom, which means that they're caught up in Taivas of this physical world, they still have with them the Nitzat that is giving them life and allowing them to be sustained even while they're doing all, all of their issues. And therefore, if a person does tshuva, and a person recognizes that their taka is so far removed from the Abishtud, and they, they bring out within them the tremendous feeling of, of, of how far they've, they've removed themselves from the Abishtud, a true meridus, so then that is the power to break free from the trappings and, and, and the bondage of the klipa, and that allows the person to then re, reinstall his, his power of his merchalat alalev, to be able to once again be in control and to be able to fight the, the desires of this world. To some extent, we could compare this to someone who's an addict, who's lost the ability to be in control of whatever their addiction is, substance abuse or other types of addictions. But um, it's hard to really correlate it exactly with an addict because an addict usually has a lot of regret in what they do even while they're doing it. Mashenkin, here we're talking about, if we're talking about a Rosh he has no regret. It's only at a certain point there's a recognition that this is, uh, they hit rock, rock bottom. But perhaps there is such an element of an, an addict in that sense that has completely lost all s- s- self-control, 
all abilities to have any sense of and therefore is completely caught up in, in whatever desires, you know, they can't control, they, they've lost the, the ability to be in control of uh, the, the, the addiction that's taking them over. And for them, for such a person, you need tshuva. But the power of tshuva here is, is the recognition that you have deep down a nitzus of the Abisha within you, and when you awaken that nitzus, so then you can reinstall, as we said, the Meir Shalat Alalev. So that's what Al-Tarev explains in Tristania, that although we've said that every person has this ability to be Meir Shalat Alalev, and therefore Kikar Velach Adav it says Al-Tarev, that the exception is Imloi Mishu Rasha Bamas, someone who's a real Rasha, that they have absolutely zero control over their desires. Their desires have completely taken them over. And this is a punishment. The fact that they lost their ability to be is a punishment for the fact that they have misused their ability and they've taken away their own ability and therefore the Ebesha takes it away from them. I so how could we say that the Pasuk says it's Kikar Velacha for every person? The answer is, The Teda is not referring to people who, are, even they're alive, are considered dead. The Teda is referring to people who are living people. The Teda is talking about Chayim, people who are Chayim or people who are connected to the Ebishit. And such a person is not considered alive, and therefore the Pasuk of Kikar Velacha doesn't refer to such a person. So the Rebbe says, but however, because in truth, it's not possible to experience any feeling of connection to the Ebishter and to want to begin to do Avaida if the person doesn't yet first have a sense of tshuva, because such a person is in such a state of disconnect, the only way he could begin to serve the Ebishter is when he does tshuva first. Now the Rebbe points out there are people that even that are showing bamis that still do teira mitzvahs and could still fulfill mitzvahs. But the Rebbe there explains that a they they may be the exception to this rule. But more importantly, their their doing teira mitzvahs is not necessarily generated from a, a place of actual closeness to the yevishtid. It could be just a natural habitual state or whatever it may be. But Al Tarebbe says to really serve the Abishtud as a way of an, an evid, Lavi the Sashem, the only way possible for a person to really be connected and to feel a connection to the Abishtud is only if you do tshuva. Allah over Trila the Shabbat Haklipas to break the egoism and the the, the klipas, Yashem Mosachamavdil Machiza Shal Barzal, which are a, a curtain and a metal iron separation of Sekas Bainam Lavim Shashemaim, as the as the Rebbe points out here, that these two levels is the, 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 the of 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 separation is from the Klipas Noig and Gimel Klipas Atmeim that has completely overwhelmed the person to the point that he has no control anymore and he's completely cut off from God. So through that recognition, through the feeling of complete brokenness and bitterness on the fact that he's reached rock bottom. As the Zayar explains the Pesach until him of that the carbon that one brings to Shem Alekim, usually carbonates are mentioned as L'Shem Avayi. Here it says L'Shem Alekim, that's when one breaks their spirit. They break the spirit of the Sitra Achra. When a person breaks their ego, because at the end of the day, what allows a person to keep on sinning and not feeling any remorse and not feeling any need to change is because they're caught up in their own sense of self and their own ego. So when you break yourself and break yourself on a very, very deep level by recognizing that you're very far from who you're supposed to be and what your purpose is, that breaks. By breaking yourself, you break the ego of the Sitra Achra. And we see this in many examples of a person who's, 
you know, doesn't, uh, perhaps in marriage is an example where a person feels, you know, they don't want to give to their spouse the way their, their spouse deserves or whatever it may be. So one, there needs to be a deep recognition that the reason is because they're just caught up in their own ego and their own self. And when they break that, then they could have, they could allow the true feelings for their spouse to awaken and to be connected. And here's also the same idea in Ruchniistika levels and serving Hashem. This level of tshuva that we're talking about is is the lower level of tshuva. The lower level of tshuva is enough to bring up the the lower level of Shem Havai, which is embedded in every single Jew. Every Jew still attain, retains the shame, the letter hey of shame avai, even when he's in the deepest golos, in the deepest state of disconnect. As Alter Rebbe here explains, lahakima minifiloso to uplift it from its state of fall, shinoflo elachitzayinim that it fell to the, to, 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 to the exterior forces of Klippa. This is the concept that's explained in a number of places, the concept of as we elaborated on in other places in Tanya, that the concept of is the fact that when a Yid does Adedis to the point that he has lost control, so it's as if he takes the Shechina, the Shem Havaya, the hay of Shem Havaya that's within him, and now he holds it and controls it and, or exiles it, so to speak, in, in the darkness of, of, of Klippa, as the Gemara says, when the Yidin went to Edom, when Edom put the Yidin in captivity, the Shechina went with them. So physically that's true, but as well as spiritually, the Ainu, spiritually, when a person acts like the people of Edom, meaning they act in a way of fulfilling their desires, of just giving up, giving into their nefesh of Bahamas, giving into their to their heart, to their desires, etc. So they draw down, they drag into this the spark of life that gives them life to their nefesh which allows their body to survive. Without the nefesh the body doesn't survive. So that has now been dragged into klipa. It's been brought into golos. So it's brought and being controlled now by the Nevisha Bahamas, when he's still at Russia. So now the Nevisha Bahamasma, which is a spiritual source of energy, his godly source of energy, is now trapped and held back by the klipa, by the fact that he's put it, he's subjugated it, and it's now being weighed down, kfushon, it's being weighed down by the golos of destroying and holding back the nefesh to be experiencing its true connection, its true feeling, it's fully suppressing the nefesh roche the nitzotzalikus that's within him. And that's what it means when you saw golol edaim, imam, that they take, when yidin act like maisa edaim, they take the level of kedusha that they have and drag it into the klipa. And therefore, when a person breaks himself, and therefore breaks the spirit of egoism and klipa, and the powers of klipa break and are separated, so then he, this Shem Havai, the letter of Shechina, the letter Hey, the lower letter of Hey, is Kama Menifilosa, reawakens, is no more suppressed. It's re- it's revived and it stands up strong. Commission as it's explained elsewhere. So in other words, every yid still has the ability to get to the stage of being able to break free from whatever deep point of disconnect they are. Despite the deep point of disconnection, 
they always could break free through the power of tshuva because they always have with them still, the one hand, it's a very sad thing that you take the Shekhinah and bring it into Golis, but at the same time, that means that even in Golis, even in the darkest Golis, in the darkest disconnect from Adebishter, one could awaken that letter hey, that level of Shekhinah, of the Nevesh Ruch Neshama, free it, and therefore experience the abilities to be in control over his Nevesh Bahamas and fulfill his Avoida and his purpose in life.